Hey everyone, it's your host, Whitney. And Charles. And we are so excited to be back with you today. We are. Oh my God, it's so exciting. It just feels so good to be back in this seat. Yeah, it's been a minute. Like, it's been six months and there was a time when I was like, all right now, we got to get our act together and make sure we're giving content to our fans. Um, Well, I mean, I'm just saying someone's been traveling every weekend the last few weeks <laughs> i mean i can't even lie guilty as charged um but we've been collecting content during that we time have. so it hasn't been traveling in vain it's been useful you know how are we going to talk about travel if we don't do it exactly you know we have to live our best life so that we can help you live yours put your oxygen mask on first before you help others that's true i like that i'm, I'm wrong with that one yeah. Um, it just it just hit me in the spot. It felt right. It felt right. It, we should see how far we can take these travel puns today. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll make a little theme out of that and just kind of weave them in and all the episodes. Let us know if you'll like that. But yeah, we wanted to just come back to you and talk about the things that we love and the things that you all love as well. But also talk about the fact that the world has changed a lot in the past six months. Like it's Seriously. crazy out here. Ooh, what has become of the world? From the war in Ukraine, which, oh my goodness, my thoughts to the people of Ukraine right now. And like you said, Whitney, I mean, the world is crazy. It is just, oh my goodness, it is crazy right now. It's crazy and it's really expensive. And that's one of the reasons that we wanted to bring up this topic of the power of points and connect it to one of our favorite episodes from season one, specifically called Winning with Credit Cards and Elite Status, and really try and merge those episodes with this one to give you a full picture of how you can use points that you've collected across your whole portfolio of credit cards and use them to supplement your life, especially in the current season that we're in. Exactly. I mean, it's crazy. You know, I think we all have our necessities that we're going to spend anyway, and we're going to be able to redeem points or excuse me earn points for those purchases that we have to do and this episode should really be about how to best make use of all of those points like when you say that you're stacking up and that can look different for every person we recognize that everybody's financial situation is different and so we don't want to assume that what's right for one person is right for another and and that's why we're hoping today to talk a little bit about all the different ways in which you might actually use them in however you need or however it makes sense for you And even to what you just said, Charles, financial situations fluctuate. And that's the beauty of having a credit card portfolio. It's a way for you to figure out how you can still continue to live the life that you want to live without having to make too many sacrifices, hopefully, given whatever your financial circumstances are. And that's something that I think that I've been having to be flexible with right now with my own life. And I won't speak for you, but I think there's some ways where you're maybe leaning on points more now than you have in the past, just because travel is so expensive, every groceries are so expensive, everything's so expensive, and you're looking for ways to just subsidize. You're looking for ways to. (laughs) I love it. Subsidize. You're looking for way. You're looking for ways to subsidize those things in ways that you may have not been looking to do that in the past. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and and I, and I think the other thing that we would be remiss not to say is while Whitney 
is 100% correct. Do not use your credit cards to live beyond your means. Yes. Now, there is a big difference between using your credit cards for the purchases that you're going to make anyway, for those purchases that you can afford to pay off at the end of the month when that credit card bill comes in, and using it to live a life of excess. So we're going to be talking about you know how, again, to make the most of those points that you're going to earn on those routine purchases and how to help you get those things that you might be looking to that might seem a little bit out of reach, especially right now where the economic pressures are a bit more intense than they have been. I couldn't agree more. And just to add and be very clear, everything we're saying goes out the window if you're using cards to live above your means. So Charles, we talked a lot about several types of credit cards in previous episodes, but I think the one card I'm hearing a lot of people talk about right now is cashback credit cards. Everyone wants to figure out how they can get more cash back mm-hmm. in their pocket. And I'm curious to know, what cashback cards do you have, if any? Are you eyeing any cards? And what does the cashback journey look like for you right now in terms of your financial strategy? Yeah. So cashback cards are, are great. Um, it's an awesome way to earn a dollar value per money. Oh my God, I can't speak. It's a great, <laughs> it's a great way to earn um, actual cash on the dollar amount for the purchases that you're making anyway. And the good thing about it is a lot of credit cards actually do offer cashback. Even my basic run of the mill Bank of America uh credit card has a cashback offer on it. And and the really good thing about this particular reward for credit cards is that it can really help uh, in in any way that you need it to. You're not locked into having to use that cashback for travel. You're not locked into having to use it um, for a specific category. If you simply are in a tight situation, you need that money um, as disposable income to be able to pay for something else, or even if you just need that extra cash back to help pay off the credit card itself um, and to drive down the balance on your credit card, um, the cash back is probably one of the more flexible options for redemption um, with credit cards that have that feature. And the good thing about it is not only do most credit cards have um, cash back for your purchases, um, a lot of them will also offer the opportunity for you to go in and select deals. Um, so I know, for instance, with Chase, as well as with um, the Bank of America credit card, you actually can go in and usually every month they'll have different deals that you can clip. There is a Starbucks deal for Chase right now that is based off of the credit card that you hold. So I I shouldn't say, I don't know for a fact if it's available on the Chase Freedom credit card, but I know it's available for the Chase Sapphire Preferred that I hold. And we can share this link with you later, but essentially you put in like your last name and the last four digits of your credit card, and it tells you whether or not you qualify for the deal. And what it's doing is going right now, I think it's only going for a month, but it tells you, excuse me, what it does is it gives you 10x back on Starbucks purchases for a month. So that's essentially a 10% discount or potentially 10% cash back on Starbucks. So I have a minor Starbucks addiction right now. I'm working on it, but <laughs> it's never been a better time for me to Call have somebody my Starbucks. if you need help with me. I need to work on it because it's expensive, but there's never been a better time for me to have that Starbucks addiction. But not only that, there is a Chase coupon clipping for Starbucks that you can stack with it. 
So mm-hmm. I can get the 10x or the 10% back, and then I can get the 5% back up to like $5. So I can tack on an extra like 28 cents per visit to Starbucks that I get automatically applied to my bill mm-hmm. for going to Starbucks. So now it's like a 15% you know, cash back offer for going to Starbucks every single day. I was going to do that anyway. So now I feel a little less bad about my addiction and the fact that I can't curb it right now. So I just had to share that. But what you're saying about these coupon clippings for your Chase Sapphire Reserve is huge. Like 28 cents doesn't seem like a lot. But if you're doing that for a year. If you go as often as Whitney does at Starbucks. (laughs) It adds up. That's like 10 bucks a year or more that you save on something that you were going to buy anyway. So it does add up. It seems small at first, but it really does add up over time. Especially if you're clipping it across multiple places that you're going and they have those offers. And I think it's actually a good point, and I probably should have said this earlier, but um, there are really two types of cashback. There are the opportunities like what Whitney was calling out with the Starbucks example where you're clipping a coupon um, or there's a special incentive running for ca- an instant kind of cashback offers for purchases at certain merchants. Um, and those are great because just like Whitney said, you either clip that coupon uh, or you and you make that purchase at that merchant during the specified time period and you'll instantly you don't have to do anything else you'll instantly see that money come back to your account it'll get taken off of your total balance but then you do also have the option as you are earning points for credit card purchases to also redeem those points for cash um, and again instead of redeeming them for other things like travel or hotels um, or restaurants um, a lot of credit cards companies will have portals where you have all of those different options, but you can also just redeem the cash itself, um, depending on whatever that exchange rate is per point value for the credit card company in question. So again, two different ways. Yeah, so we, I know you mentioned your Bank of America card and we talked about Chase, but I also just want to talk about my Fidelity Rewards card because, you know, Bank of America is a, a huge issuer, so is Chase, but sometimes credit cards linked to investment accounts are overlooked, but they're still great cards for people to use. My Fidelity Rewards card gives me 2% cash back on everything. It's really simple. I don't have to think about the multiplier or chase a deal or clip a coupon. I'm getting 2% no matter what. And I've had this card for, I think, around three years, and I use it as my in-between pickup when I'm not buying food or groceries or something where I can get a higher multiplier. In the past, I typically use this card to funnel investments. So essentially, whatever I spend on, I usually use it for my electricity or car insurance or gas or subscriptions like Amazon Prime or something like that. And whatever the total cash back is, I would just use in a brokerage account to invest. So I try to, I get a little greedy in the sense that I would get the cash back and then I try to flip it into a stock and make some more money. But right now, cash means a little bit more to me than it did in the past. And I'm looking to find ways to increase the numbers in my checking account. 100%. I mean, I think it's the, there's a really important point that you made, which is it depends on what the financial circumstances are for you individually. You know, for some people right now doing some of the strategies that Whitney mentioned, taking that cash back and converting it into an investment, that might be okay. But, you know, with the economic situation, if you are looking for some more immediate 
you know, financial security, you're a little bit worried about investing right now because you do need that extra cash or you just want to have it as a security or safety net, um, then this is a great option for you because you can just take that cash and have it as extra spending money, um, have it as extra savings that you can liquidate if you need it um, without, again, having to tie it up into an investment. A lot of flexibility. And, and just to tie it to what we said earlier, your priorities can shift. So it's really nice that I already had this pipeline set up to where I could say, hey, I don't want to use that money to invest anymore. I can use it to have just a little bit more cash on hand. And there's nothing wrong with your priorities shifting when it comes to, honestly, really anything, but especially when it comes to the credit cards that you have in your wallet and how you use them to supplement your life. Typically, I will be honest, like I wouldn't advise most people to take this option underneath normal economic circumstances. The option to redeem them for cash is typically not the option that's going to give you the most bang for your buck or the most bang for your point. Um, You can typically get a bit more um, overall value if you take those points and use them to, tra- to transfer them to travel partners, to, to book vacations or trips. Um, typically, that's where you see people really stretching the value of the points that they've earned with their credit cards. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. But you said something interesting. You talked about travel and being able to get a ton yes. of value out of points with travel. travel. And I think love secretly, travel. this is, I love travel too. Travel literally sustains me. Like travel is my joy these days. Um which is all the more reason why it's so sad what's happening economically because we love travel and this this economy is making travel harder for everyone. It's making travel harder for everyone and it's making, I guess I'm repeating myself, but it's making the gate to travel even harder for people to get through. Like if we think about travel, it's a luxury. And unfortunately, sometimes... The amount of travel that you get to do and the places you get to go to are kind of predeterminate based off of the socioeconomic status that you're born into. And one of the things that I've really enjoyed as I've grown up and learned more about the credit card community and started working is being able to open those doors to travel and see the world. And me being who I am, the personal finance junkie, a little bit frugal, I thought prices, you know, pre-pandemic 2019 were really expensive, but they seemed somewhat reasonable just by looking at, you know, just doing a little bit of math and seeing what you could get out of points or what you could get out of cash. I felt like it went a little bit further. But now the trips that we would take in 2019 are double what they cost or sometimes triple what they cost. Like I took a trip to California, well, I looked for a trip to California and it was over $1,000 to get a coastal flight to California. Oh my God. $1,000? Over, over $1,000. No way. You well, should not be paying more, in my opinion, than like, depending on the airport, say you're moving between, I'd say like $400 to go cross-country round trip. If you're paying anything more than that, it just feels like a ripoff. It really does, but... If you were to look on Google Flights right now or any other flight site that you want to track deals with, I would be pretty confident saying I almost guarantee that if you're looking for coastal flights, they're going to be $1,000 or more or very close to $1,000. And that's just something that I've never seen before in my lifetime. And I feel like 
is something like very few people have probably seen in their lifetime. It's just astronomical right now. So it's to me, it's even more important to be thinking about how I can leverage the points that I've collected over the past few years to continue to unlock travel for me. Because if I'm being honest, I just don't got it to be spending over $1,000 to go to California or to go somewhere else. And even if I do have it, I'm not going to spend it. Absolutely not. (laughs) Like, it's just, it doesn't make any sense anymore. And that's coming from two people who absolutely love travel. So... There's one thing that you have to know about, and and I don't want to speak for you, Annie, but I think I think this is probably applicable for both of us, is that we love a good deal, but we will not be taken advantage of. Oh so, yes, absolutely. So do not do not expect us to be overpaying for flights for trips if it is not a good deal. Definitely not. Absolutely not. But speaking of that, let's talk about some of the deals that we've cashed in on over yeah. the past year or two with the points that we've collected with our rewards travel cards. Um, So I guess I'll I'll kick it off a little bit. I took a trip in August of 2021. I went to Nashville, Tennessee. I'd never been there before. I see you, Nashville. Nashville is an awesome city. If you have not been to Nashville and you have the opportunity to go, go. I had a blast. Um, Did you go to the Grand Ole Opry with me? I didn't go to the Grand Ole Opry. Oh my goodness, you didn't. How did I you need to go? do that. I uh, I met up with some friends, ate some really good food, saw some some family that was there as well, and just kind of took in the sights. Um, I did I did go to the Country Music Hall of Fame, and that was okay. awesome. And I did the Taylor Swift experience. I'm not ashamed to admit it, and I had a blast. So I, I love definitely Taylor. I love T Swift. I'm a big T Swift fan, but. Uh, her exhibit in the Country Music Hall of Fame is just a blast. So I highly recommend it if you haven't been. But for that trip, I decided I wanted to cash in some points. It was my first big trip since like the height of the pandemic. And I was ready to ball out. Like I was kind of feeling myself. I was like, mm, okay. I was cooped up for too long. Like I need me a nice hotel. Yes, you so, did. Mm-hmm. So I went to the Nashville Omni Hotel Okay, and I see you, Omni. Omni. Omni Hotel. For those who don't know, Omni is like a chain of really beautiful hotels. I think one of the ones that might ring a bell is if you've ever been to Las Vegas, there's the Omni in Vegas, which is also really popular. Uh, but yeah, a really nice hotel. Very nice. And I would never pay cash for it, <laughs> which is why I had to <laughs> use points. Um, but I stayed there for five nights. And at the time, I was carrying the Chase Sapphire Reserve card, which I've since downgraded to the preferred. Another and, episode for a later time. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. But there's a, <laughs> a whole strategy there that I would love to share. But uh, I didn't want to do a lot of work. I feel like when you hear about travel rewards, everyone's always talking about travel partners and transfer portals and all this crazy math that they're trying to do to get three, four, five cents per point. And... If you're dedicated to it and you have the time, sure. But if you don't and you just want an easy redemption, some of the portals that are tied to credit cards, like the Chase portal and the Amex portal, can give you some amazing deals on hotels and flights. Specifically with the Chase Sapphire Reserve card, you get an automatic 1.5 cent per point redemption when you go through the Chase portal. And that's what I chose to use to cash in for my Omni hotel experience. So then, so how much did you actually save then? I will let, I will let our, 
our listeners do the math, and I'll tell you what I spent. The original price of the Omni Hotel for five nights was around $2,200. And I think you, just saying that number, you know why I wouldn't have paid that out of pocket. (laughs) That's just outrageous for me personally. I used 90,000 points plus an additional $886 to be able to book this for five nights. So out of my pocket, I paid $886. So that's about a $1,300 savings. Yeah, $1,300 savings. Thank you for that, Charles. Hooking me up with the quick math. I appreciate it. But that $1,300, I mean, I could use for another trip. I could use for just saving it. Use, Use it to do whatever I want it to do. But at the time, it was important for me to be able to have a really nice travel experience without having to put a large dent into my savings or checking account. That's not a... It's a nice it's a nice hotel, but if you're following the credit card community, sometimes you see people going to Paris or Bora Bora or like these awesome locations that hint hint someone will be talking <laughs> about a little bit later. And what I want to share with you is that you can also use those points for just some other local or more low-key travel that you want to do and you really just don't want to pay the cash for. And that's still a great redemption if that's what you want to do with your points. You can use your points to take many small trips or if you really want to splurge and ball out and have a luxury trip, you can save those points up and you can use some of these credit card hacks to be able to take the trip of your dreams, which is what I did um, Tell last, us about it. I am a November. student. I'm a student of your story. Tell me. Oh my goodness. This was honestly probably the most incredible trip that I've ever had. And to give you an idea, I'll start by just telling you about the points. So I took a trip with my partner to Sri Lanka, the Maldives, and Dubai. So three major destinations, about two and a half weeks of travel And for the multiple flights that we took to these destinations, we flew in Emirates business class for every single leg of the trip. So I just, I gotta pause one second. If you don't know how beautiful Emirates is, please pause, go on YouTube and just put in Emirates. Look it up. And look at, look look at the pictures. It is beautiful. Like, I think a little bit of me like weeps every time I, stand, like, I get on a plane now because I just was so spoiled from that trip. But it really is beautiful. We're talking about fully life flat seeds, all leather, amazingly beautiful chef crafted meals for every single meal that you had on board the flight. Uh, beautiful, huge like LCD screens for you to watch their thousands of content that they have. Um, dedicated cabin service, champagne, like literally like I'm talking the most elaborate menu of alcohols and liquors available at 30,000 feet in the sky. Like just the most luxurious experience that I've ever had traveling. Incredible. How, how was the orange juice on board? Oh my goodness. Fresh squeezed with me because what other way is there to consume orange juice? Do not come at me with your minute made. I need fresh squeezed orange fresh. juice, but it was delicious. I love delicious. it. I love it. I I mean, I it was it was incredible. So get this. Those flights, 
in total for that trip, MSRP, $9,500 per person. Let me say that again, $9,500 per person. Per person. Per person. So that wasn't total. Per person, it would have been $9,500. Now, like Whitney said, my jaw dropped to the floor. When you see that price, <laughs> there's just no way you're going to find me Absolutely spending $9,500 on flights because what a, it is a limited time and I just, I can do so much with 9500 <laughs> But we really, like Whitney said, we hadn't traveled a ton. This was going to be one of our first huge, huge trips since the pandemic and we wanted it to be luxurious. And so we ended up working out that we could use our points to get these amazing, amazing seats. And we ultimately spent, get it, get it, wait for it, wait for it, $669 out of pocket. That's all we spent cash for those flights. So we used 200,000 points plus $669 because you still have to pay for taxes now. Your points will not cover the taxes on the flights. You know what they Um, say. Uncle Sam always got to get his taxes. Got to get the cut. So we did have to pay taxes, but just stop and think about that. That's $669 in cash for what otherwise would have been $9,500 in flights. Absolutely insane. So how do we do it? Well, like we talked about, we had been saving our points that we were earning from our Chase Sapphire Reserve. And when the time came, when we found those flights on Emirates' website, all we had to do was go to our Chase portal Um, take our points, transfer them over to our Emirates account. So just a one-time transfer. It wasn't, you know, doing three hops, transferring points to site A to transfer points to site B. Just one hop, log on to Chase's portal, transfer those, you know, 200,000 points over to our Emirates accounts. And then we just checked out on Emirates website. And there you have it. We had our flights. And so Charles, Emirates, What I know about Emirates is that they typically fly international routes. Like if I go to my local airport, I'm probably not going to see an Emirates plane going from North Carolina to New York. So how did you get your Emirates portal? Like did you have to pay for it or your, excuse me, your frequent flyer account? How did you get that? Because I imagine you're not taking Emirates flights every day, unfortunately, or every month. So what'd you do? You're 100% correct. In fact, I had never flown Emirates before, which is the the great part about it. So if you think about that episode that we did last season, the other way to earn points is to actually fly with airlines. You can create a frequent flyer account with most airlines that have loyalty programs. You take flights with them and you earn those points. Now, if you were to do it that old school way, it would probably take you a really long time to earn the 200,000 points, or either you need to be flying first class all the time to be able to earn those points to be able to get that redemption that we did for this trip. But because we had our credit card and because we had been earning those points with Chase, we literally went into Emirates, created a frequent flyer account on the spot. And then two seconds later, when we made that transfer from Chase over to Emirates, All of a sudden, we had 200,000 miles in our Emirates account to be able to use for our tickets. And so that's how we did it. And that's a really great example of how you can kind of shortcut those loyalty programs or use your chase points, or not even necessarily just chase points, but pretty much any major credit card points um, to be able to transfer to those partners and redeem them for really amazing deals. So... That was one part of it, you know, that was just the flights, everyone. But if you recall, I mentioned it was Sri Lanka, Maldives, and the Dubai, and Dubai. 
So technically, I have to be honest, this all started with a travel zoo deal. Now, this isn't points to be very transparent, but it is about finding a really great deal. And that's something that's super important to my partner and I when we travel is we typically plan our vacations around deals, not around dates. Because if you're planning for a specific date, then that oftentimes constrains you into what's available for that specific time. So we are subscribers to TravelZoo's mails and we got an email one day that had this incredible deal to the Maldives, just beautiful, beautiful destination. Five nights in an overwater lagoon pool villa. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but again, you got to go on to your computer, Google it, look it up. Absolutely stunning. So an entire villa built over the ocean with a private pool, steps leading right down into the ocean. Just absolutely something like out of a movie. Five nights in this lagoon pool villa, regular $8,400, and we had found a deal for $4,000. Now that's for both of us. So $4,000 for both of us, $2,000 per person. Now, is it cheap? No, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's Somebody's you know, balling. The, the most affordable trip in the world, but an incredible, incredible deal. We got that room for over half off of what it normally cost with this deal. And the good thing about this deal was actually that you got a voucher and you could redeem it for pretty much any weekend you wanted to. So at the time, it was a really great option because of the pandemic. We weren't sure when it was going to be safe to travel. We weren't sure what circumstances were going to look like in a few months, but we were able to lock in that price and have the flexibility to be able to choose a date when we felt comfortable using it. So that was the other really great thing about it. So let me just make sure I'm following because I'm taking notes just like y'all listening. Like I'm, I'm trying to get on Charles' level. But you mentioned something that's super important and the fact that you travel based off of deals, not dates, so that you can yep. maximize your points and your cash. So yep. in terms of the order of operations here, did you first find your travel zoo deal and then look for Emirates flights? Is that how you picked the week that you would go? Like, tell us how you... I want the play-by-play. -play. Like, tell yes, us the yes, steps the that you took to really get this awesome experience. No, exactly. You, you've got the math right. So it started with that travel to deal, landing in our inbox one day. We saw it. Oh, my goodness. Over 50% off this beautiful, beautiful property. And we bought the voucher. At that point, we had a voucher. We knew we could redeem it for any weekend that we wanted to. Uh, not Sorry, not necessarily just a weekend, but we could redeem it for the dates that we wanted to. And so at that point, then that set off the next step, which was, okay, we have a voucher for this beautiful luxury property in the Maldives. We have to get there somehow. How can we get there? Then that set off the journey of what airline can we use our points with to be able to take luxury flights and luxury travel? I mean, this is a long journey. We're talking about going all the way to the other side of the world. This is gonna be you know, multiple flights. Uh, I think our longest leg was like upwards of you know, 14 plus hours on the plane. And so we really wanted to be comfortable. And so that's when we started looking to see if we could take all of those points that we had saved with Chase and put them to use. And ultimately Emirates ended up being the best deal. So once with Emirates, we'd figured out what dates would give us the best deal for our points. Then we called the resort in the Maldives and said, hey, we want to use our voucher for these dates. 
Now get this though, and you just hold on to your seat. Hold on to your seat. Hold no. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. (laughs) So you're going this far, right? You're flying all the way to the other side of the world. Why would you go just for five days if you can, right? You're all the way to the other side of the world. What else can you go see? So we thought to ourselves, Sri Lanka, oh my goodness, really close to the Maldives, uh, less than a three-hour flight away, and beautiful, beautiful country, um, amazing, amazing experience. Just one of my, just will always have a dear place in my heart, Sri Lanka. And so we decided, hey, um, let's go to Sri Lanka. And there was two reasons. One, like I said, it was really close to the Maldives and we were already going that far. But number two, when we were thinking about flights and how to make our points work for us, it was actually cheaper to fly to Sri Lanka and then connect from Sri Lanka to the Maldives than to do a round trip to the Maldives. Let me say that again. By actually flying to Sri Lanka instead of directly to the Maldives, we were able to ultimately bring down the overall cost of the flights and be able to use our points to actually fly business for all of the legs of the trip. So it actually was in our advantage to go to Sri Lanka as opposed to directly to the Maldives. So we ended up deciding that we were going to spend first a week in Sri Lanka, having this really awesome adventure backpack. Well, not, no, sorry. I'm going to <laughs> yeah, we're backpacking. We don't, we don't backpack. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> we, we are much more the luxury, like comfortable traveler than we are backpacking. But we did do some light hiking. Uh, it was a very active trip is what I was trying to say. Um, and so we ended up deciding to spend a week in Sri Lanka. Now, the wonderful thing is we actually found this amazing, amazing, if you go to Sri Lanka, please, by all means, use them, um, Blue Lanka Tours, amazing, amazing tour group. And we're not usually the people that will do tours because we usually feel like, hey, we can plan out our trip on our own and we can afford it for cheaper because if we do all the planning ourselves, if we book all the tickets ourselves, we're going to be able to find it for cheaper than trusting a tour provider to put it all together for us. In this case, it actually, that wasn't necessarily um, what happened. Uh, was it a, a little bit more expensive? Sure, um, but not unreasonably so. I'm talking, you know, maybe uh, a $100 or $200 more per person for having this, this tour provider put the entire itinerary together. It just gave us such a peace of mind to know that we had somebody that was looking out for us, making sure we weren't getting ripped off, making sure that when we got to our destination, the tickets were going to be there, that the hotels were going to be reserved, um, that we didn't have to go one by one, you know, calling all these operators, all of these facilities and making all these reservations and plans ourselves and dealing with the stress while we were traveling if anything went wrong and we needed to change plans. Um, we knew that they would have us taken care of and they did every step of the way, which was absolutely amazing. No, I, I love... I just want to, I love that you shared that because that really hits home for me. I think one of the things that I think about if I'm looking to travel internationally is just that safety, right? Like it's not mm-hmm. home. It's not the U.S. How do I feel like I kind of integrate or mesh into the local culture, but also make sure that I'm not like being ignorant about, you know, just how things work there and that I'm respectful of the people and the culture and my surrounding. So I think it's awesome that you took a path that you don't normally take and you found this amazing travel agency and this group of people that you really had an awesome time with, but also they looked out for you and helped you have an even more amazing trip um, than you might have been able to have otherwise. And I think that's 
that's a it's a key tip to help people kind of unlock the next dimension of international travel or just travel in general. So a week in Sri Lanka, uh, amazing. We have our Emirates business class. We fly to the Maldives. Um, we are using our travel zoo deal to stay these five nights at this beautiful, beautiful property in the Maldives. All inclusive. I think I forgot to mention that. So you did. You know, That's a key tip. Let us know. You're not spending additional money. Yeah, it was four thousand dollars total to be at this beautiful luxury overwater villa in the Maldives. But it was all inclusive. So all of our meals, activities, everything was included. We did not um, spend a dime other than you know a few special add-ons that I did for my partner's birthday. But other than that, like. If that wasn't the case for you, no additional money out of pocket, just beautiful, beautiful property and everything was included. And so then after that, uh, we ended up deciding, hey, we have to fly through Dubai because Dubai is Emirates major hub. So it would be such a shame to not see Dubai while Absolutely. we're all the way over here. Right. I you got to do Dubai. We got to do it. And did I mention the World Fair? was happening at the time we were traveling so we couldn't not go through dubai and not go check out the world fair which just feels like almost like a once in a lifetime experience and not only did we want to check it out emirates was also offering every single passenger who was flying with emirates during the time period of the world fair a free ticket so we were like heck yeah we're gonna go um so we decided on our way back you know after we left the maldives we stopped over in Dubai and it was a quick trip. Um, it was, I think we had roughly 36 hours, but I'm telling you, it was the most amazing 24 hours in Dubai. So I mentioned we got the points for our flight, 669 out of pocket for what was a otherwise $9,500 flight per person. I mentioned the travel zoo deal and I mentioned all these other stops we did. Grand total for this trip. Grand total per person. Drum roll. Five, five point two thousand dollars plus two hundred thousand points out of pocket. Now I know what you're thinking. What the heck, Charles? Like that is expensive. Yes, yes, it is. I'm not even gonna lie. It was expensive. It was expensive even for us. But, but. What's the but? For for a dream vacation. Not something you're doing all the time that special trip, it was so incredibly worth it because it was a 68% discount off of what would have otherwise been a $16.2,000 trip per person. So we saved per person $11,000 on this trip. That's incredible. And the, the thing that we wanted to stress is that just like Whitney talked about, this can look different. Like I gave you an example of a really incredible luxurious kind of trip of a lifetime trip and using your points for that and then there are also the, the more practical using your points for smaller trips um for hotels for smaller flights you don't always have to fly business or first but you can actually make those you don't gotta be further. bougie like charles <laughs> yes exactly you don't always have to be bougie um, but it does show you just how far your points can go if you if you want to use them for something like that because that's a trip that i'm gonna tell you little charles Little Charles, he used to walk past the people in first class thinking, man, I wish that could be me one day. And I'm like, look at me now. Look at me now. Making my credit card points work for me. No, I love it. I mean, it truly is a trip of a lifetime. I took a lot of notes. 
I'm going to be logging online to figure out how I can make something like this work for me after our episode. But it's something that, at least for me, I would never either be able to do or do in cash. Like I just would never pay it. But it's a once in a lifetime experience that is unlocked because you were diligent with your credit card, you collected those points, and it's not something that otherwise you would have any other way. And I think that's a super amazing thing to highlight um, and really an inspiration. Like there's value in the everyday travel and then there's value in the aspirational travel and they all come together to make this like beautiful conglomerate of travel experiences in your life. They do, they do. All right, Whitney, I'm a, I want to hear from you now because what if you're just like balling and you just have all the points, you don't have a worry in the world, and you're just wanting to do some good? I mean, I really appreciate that question. I just want to let our listeners know I'm not balling in the points department yet. Like, I'm trying to get there. Same. <laughs> I'm trying to get there, but I am not balling. And just contrary to that trip that I just told you all about, it left me depleted. So, you know, I'm trying to build my points wealth back up right now. Yeah, you got to build that back. And just to clarify what we mean by balling, it's hard to believe. I wish I was these people, but there are some people out there who have millions of points in their, you know, frequent flyer account. Likely they're doing a lot of business travel, going to several international destinations a month and they are just pulling the points and if you find yourself in that situation like kudos to you awesome i'm very envious of your situation but donate you... some points to me <laughs> reach out to me offline follow me on instagram happy to take some off your hands exactly like we won't turn free points down but you know sometimes you find yourself in that situation like my circumstances are different. And right now I'm not looking to cash in on a bunch of points for an adventurous trip or I'm not looking to take a bunch of trips. Like if you find yourself in that situation and you happen to be with a frequent flyer program where the points expire or you just want to get rid of them, there are options out there to help you use those points for good still. Now, you can donate those points to people, so like myself or Charles or anyone you know that would like to have Remember, some free points. call me on Instagram. I mean, <laughs> chat with me on Instagram if you need to do this. Exactly. Or you can donate them to charity. This is something that I'd always heard about, but I hadn't necessarily read a ton on. And as Charles and I were talking about this, I thought, man, like I saw an article or something where the points guy was talking about ways that you can donate points. And just to give a little, I guess, pub for the points guy, if you're in the points community or starting to figure out how you can educate yourself on points, Mm -hmm. he kind of wrote the book. But yeah, like if you're out there and you have points and you don't know what to do with them, you can use them for good. There's never a bad opportunity to donate to charity, but now is an awesome opportunity as we talked about earlier, the world is kind of in this crazy flux and we're in an economic downturn and inflation is super high. So there are a lot of people out there who could use a little help. I highlighted on the the millionaire or the million points person. But even if you don't have a million points, like I have an American Airlines account where I have about 5,000 points, that also can be donated to charity. And it's not a million, it's not a hundred thousand, but it still does some good. So if you're looking for ways to give back, 
you might have some value sitting somewhere in an account with miles that you don't see yourself using at some point that you can use to to do some good in the world. It's a good point because depending on the loyalty program, some of those miles do actually expire. And if you're coming up on an expiration date and you don't know how to use it, donate it to charity. But the big, big, big thing that we want you all to take away from this is that points are powerful. Your credit cards, if you're using them appropriately, if you're using them within your means for the things that you're going to purchase anyway, you can really, really make that those points that you get from those purchases work for you, help you have amazing trips, put extra cash back in your pocket, help other people so, so, so much. So definitely do not lose out on that opportunity. I couldn't agree more. So yeah, we have talked about so much goodness today. I learned so much. a lot from you, Charles, about your trip to Sri Lanka, the Maldives, and Dubai. I learned a lot about credit cards and how I can use them for cash back, luxurious travel, everyday travel, uh, whatever travel you want, and how I can also use it to just be a good servant and give back to um, others through charity. So if you've enjoyed hanging out with us today, be sure to subscribe or follow us on your favorite podcast streaming platform. And also follow us on Instagram at Accident Prone Podcast. See you next time. Bye.